Welcome to Show Me the Proof, Get to the Point, the B2B marketing podcast where we show you the proof in the form of case studies and success stories, and we get straight to the point so you can learn something valuable and get on with your day. Each week, we'll feature a top B2B marketing leader and discuss their revenue-generating strategies. You'll get actionable tips and learn how to accelerate growth through seriously smart marketing. Now it's time to have a look at the proof and get to the point with your hosts and founders of ProofPoint Marketing, Mike and Gabby Grinberg. Welcome to Show Me the Proof and Get to the Point. We're your hosts, Gabby. And Mike. And this is the B2B Marketing Podcast, where we show you the proof in the form of case studies. And we're going to get straight to the point today so you can learn something valuable and get on your way. Today, we are so excited to have Jonas Street join us on the show. And this is a first for us. Jonas is not only a world-class social media marketer, he is an American Idol finalist and an actor. Uh, Jonas is a senior global social media lead at Cadence Design Systems. Jonas, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gabby and Mike, uh, for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, I want to take a quick 30-second clip <laughs> and share with our listeners today some of your amazing, beautiful voice, if you will permit me. Yes. The clip that I found is called I Choose You. And is this an original song, Jonas? Yes, it's an original song, yes. Background. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's a, just a quick little flavor of Jonas's <laughs> beautiful voice and his original singing and songwriting abilities. Um, I would love to talk more about all your your art, or your artistic side, your music, mm -hmm. and your acting, but this show is all about B2B marketing. But we're going to talk today about your killer and stellar B2B marketing skills. So you are the social, the global social media manager, mm -hmm. and my understanding is that this is the corporate social media strategy. So you're building content um, to position Cadence, right, as as this global leader in, yes. now I'm going to say this wrong, in computational software, software right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about your role, and then let's dig into your, um, your campaign that you're going to share with us today. Yeah, so uh, here at Cadence, I lead basically from, from strategy, implementation to execution of uh, our social media um, here locally in the in the U.S. and globally uh, around the world. Um, Cadence is a, a, a very global company. We have uh, global uh, partners and customers who are, who are we are very thankful for, and um, and they are really they've really been been great folks for us. Uh, so what I what I've been uh, tasked with doing is you know kind of coming in and revamping our social media strategy. Uh, you know, kind of really understanding, okay, what do we want to go? Uh, what message are we trying to put out there to the world? How can we make it, you know, kind of fun and exciting, but still, you know, really serious as we are a B2B company? And I, and I love that. So my background is in social media marketing, and I've done both, you know, B2C, B2B, <laughs> and then also the corporate marketing strategy for a company yeah. that I used to work with, also a Fortune 100 company. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, yeah. let's dig right in. So you, you have this award-winning campaign, the social media campaign mm -hmm. that you put together for Cadence. 
tell us what was the pain point that you were trying to solve? What was the goal of the campaign? At the end of the day, the main goal and objective is how can we, you know, really create this space in the social landscape of, of cadence within the computational software and intelligence system design uh, industry. And, you know, we got to market ourselves as a leader in, in this space, um, you know, whether it's from our products or our, our brand awareness or, you know, how do we how do we talk to our customers? How do we talk to our consumers? How do we talk to, um, you know, even even our employees? Like what how can we really get across that message the easiest way possible for, for folks to understand? And as as you and I were talking before, uh, in this in this high technical industry, sometimes that's really difficult. So it, it's going to take things like like white papers. It's going it's going to take about ten or, or twenty blogs to really get a full complete understanding of what it is that we do in our products and how they you know affect the world that we live in. So Jonas, you know this is a very niche market that you're in. Yeah. Um. You know. So let's talk a little bit about some of the ta- you know you mentioned white papers, case studies. Yeah. Um. But. I'm assuming that the crux of the campaign was over social media, correct? Correct. So tell us some of the vehicles that you use. Tell us some of the tactics that you employed. Obviously, the strategy was for brand awareness, was for positioning the company as a thought leader. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the overarching strategy. But let's get into some of the tactics and some of the things that that you guys actually did to get this campaign off the ground. Yeah, so... First, the first thing we did is when I, as, as soon as, as soon as I got on, uh, came on board at Cadence, uh, which was in 2019, I immediately did an audit of our social media, um, you know, just our uh, social media space and understanding, you know, what what channels are we using, what channels are working the best for us, and what channels that maybe we can uh, either uh, x out or uh, some that we may need to put a little bit more focus on. Uh, we quickly began to find that LinkedIn is our number one uh, social media platform for B2B uh, social media and B2B marketing, period. Um, and believe it or not, we found out that our most important tactic on social is not paid social, it's organic social. So that is something that I think a lot of B2B marketers and even B2C marketers need to understand. If your organic social media strategy is not up to par, the paid social doesn't matter. Wiser words have not been said. I, I can't think, I, I, I got to agree with that for sure. Yeah. So talk about, I'd love to, you know, you mentioned doing a, a social media audit. I mean, I think everybody kind of has a rough idea of what an audit looks like and what it entails, but right. what is it, more tactically, what, what is it that you looked at? What kind of metrics did you look at? And um, I don't know if there's any tools that you used, but uh, more specific, sort of how, how did you narrow in on the fact that, hey, yep, LinkedIn's the way to go and we need to focus on organic? Yeah, um, I think the first thing, you know, when, when you're doing an audit, you got to understand I was was new to Cadence. So in the program before me, um, it was, how do I say, just kind of like an autopilot a little bit. It wasn't really like a, you know, a, a, a real focus. And, um, and that right there is, you know, along with organic social media. Uh, you have to have like this 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 keen focus on, you know, what it is your company does. Um, the the I guess the audience your customer your, your company talks to on social, and then where are they? Uh, we believe it or not, we found out that most of our audience is in India. India, believe it or not, in India, most of our audience is in India. So sometimes overnight we get a a inflection of. <laughs> 
of uh, you know likes and engagement you know throughout the night, and that's what I you know started to understand. Okay, we have a huge audience in, in the U.S., and our next biggest audience is in India, uh, and most of those folks that we've seen, they they engage with us on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and um, lately, I guess over 2020, I would say, uh, Twitter has become a really high engaging uh, social media platform for us. Uh, over kind of like over t- overtaking uh, Facebook. Although we have more followers and likes on our Facebook page, we're getting more engagement on our Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be because of, you know, the different, you know, issues that Facebook had, you know, had happened throughout the year. I don't know. Uh, but we have seen that um, LinkedIn, I'm sorry, Twitter is starting to get uh, our second most engaging platform. I am really interested in, in, I have a couple of questions I want to dive into. So it's very interesting to me that, uh, that, you know, you've, you've been able to identify, okay, LinkedIn and Twitter are our two priority platforms. So I have a question. This is kind of the million dollar question here, Jonas, (laughs) you know, in social media world, especially coming from the backgrounds that you and I have as being, you know, social media marketers, there was this um, notion in the past that you have to be on everything, right? You got to be on LinkedIn, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. I YouTube, remember those times. Love, right? Remember those times? Remember yeah. those times where we're like, oh my God, we have to repurpose this content. We got to right. change it. We got to do this. We got to cut it for YouTube. We got to cut it for Instagram. <laughs> yada, yada. We got to make it vertical, make it horizontal. I mean, all the all the things, right? Right. But now- like Gabby's about to have a really bad flashback here. <laughs> But well, yeah, I, I I've had nightmares before, but but now I'm no longer doing that, so so it's all right. What I'm seeing, and I think you have just kind of corroborated this, is that right. companies are now really laser focusing on on the channels Absolutely. that are going to be the most like effective. So I have a question: Are mm-hmm. you posting anything on Facebook these days? We are. At one point, we was posting some, you know webinars, signups, but wasn't getting much engagement. But we found that on Facebook, the best type of engagement that we that we see is when it's, you know, something dealing with uh, life at Cadence or, mm-hmm. you know, a holiday or... So uh, more culture of the company. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, so we've kind of, you know, leaned more towards that over there on Facebook. That's awesome. I like that you're sharing that with us and that you're, you've made that distinction in your social media content, because that allows you now to kind of prioritize what content goes where rather exactly. than than blasting everything everywhere. You can be more strategic with your with your engagement and, and right. your content. One other question that I have, mm-hmm. and this was so I used to I'm, I probably can't say who I worked for. Um, even though I'm no longer employed there, I'm a, I'm a business owner, but sure. I won't I won't say the name. It's a big box store based in the Minneapolis area. They okay. have a, a red bullseye for a sign. I won't say the name. I used to work in their social media department, and um, one of the things that was a real challenge was comments. You know, the, mm. the management of the engagement, and right. you know, and and you mentioned India, and so they're way ahead in terms of their hours. Right. So I think, right. you know, when we're daytime, they're nighttime. Is that is that correct? Something yes. like that. Correct. So yeah. so do you have a strategy in place or how do you manage the volume of of engagement that you have overseas? Do you have um, managers that work overnight? Do you have people based in India? How do you manage that? So luckily, we do have people based in yeah. India. Okay. Uh, we meet, I would say, maybe twice a week. 
I'm sorry, twice a month to go over, you know, these type of strategies and uh, crisis management, uh, community engagement, you, you know, those, those type of things. So uh, our team is really uh, well equipped. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I, I would not expect anything less. Well, let, let's let's. So we talked about, you know, the audit. We talked a little bit about the channels that you've now identified as being your priority channels mm -hmm. and kind of the strategy of content that goes across those channels. Let's talk specifically about the um, the awareness campaign and kind of tell us what were some of um, if you can share some of the metrics that you were looking at, you know, just, just gauging, what were you looking for right. in terms of success? How were you measuring success? And then talk to us a little bit about, um, again, some of the, some of the vehicles that you use, you know, you mentioned white papers, case studies, you said organic content has been your, your biggest driver. Yes. Let's, let's dig in. Let's get some more details on the campaign. Yeah. So, um, at, at the beginning of the campaign, we we wanted to increase our like our objective was also brand awareness, but also increasing traffic on our website. We had just did a complete overhaul on our website, cadence.com, a complete overhaul. So if, if, if we went through all this work and time and, and, and resources to, up, you know, redo our website, we need to get people to our website. Right. So uh, throughout this campaign, um, typically. You know, we would use, we would do video in feed. That's that's just a video that's showing as, as why you're scrolling. Uh, but we we went we went away from that and took a photo of the executive or of the person who's speaking, and we had that photo, and then we sent them through a, uh, I would say, a gated link uh, where they can sign up to read the the, the white paper, uh, sign up to view you know the different type of uh, content that they need to see. And this is a way for us to really capture who's coming to our stuff, who's who's saying it, uh, where are they, and what can we offer them in in return? Uh, if if there's some, you know, if there's a business reason that they, that they may need uh, or whatnot. So uh, we started that. That was pretty effective. So so one gated, um, I would say gated links, and I I'm sure your audience may know what gated links are, but if not, uh, a gated link is when um, before they can view. The blog or the white paper or before they can sign up for the free webinar they need to input the information so that was so and you primarily uh executed that on linkedin you said yes linkedin and twitter and twitter okay yes, LinkedIn and twitter the good thing about twitter that we found out is you know there there's so many different like engagement uh, tactics that you can use for for uh twitter you can know you can do a thread you can uh, quote a tweet and put a video in that quote or a picture in that quote. And you, you know, you, this, this, this thing you can keep going. So we saw that that was pretty, um, you know, pretty effective as well. Because uh, you can keep on, you can keep them on one tweet engaging with an entire different, an entire story. Mm. Uh, so I think that's a, a good tactic, you know, that business, um, you know, social folks can, can use in the, in the marketing as well. So I'm yeah, curious, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is all being executed through uh, corporate corporate social channels, right? Uh huh. Were was there any involvement from individuals, be it executives or you know SMEs and things like that, as as part of this campaign to get kind of leveraging their networks? Yes, we found that our most engaged content happened when we used an executive. Mm -hmm. uh, on, on LinkedIn or Twitter. On both. Oh, on both, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. In, in B2B, 
you know, other businesses, they want to buy from, from a business if they believe in the, the leaders, right? The leaders, they really have to come in and say, our product does this. Our product can, can get you to here. Our product can take your company and go there, you know? So they want to know from the executives who in, the, in these high places, like the, the CEOs, the, you know, the presidents, the um, VPs and whatnot, they want to know what product they have, how can it help them? How can it best benefit their business? And with that, I, you know, after I saw the success of that, I said, okay, hey, now that we've done these white papers and we've done these blogs, how about let's get these, these executives on, on, on video? Like, let's, let's do 30 seconds to a minute, you know, and just and really turn that blog into a video or turn that, that thought leadership link uh, article into a video. And that's the next, the next process in our um, strategy that we're going to be executing here. That yeah, is on the, on the enterprise side. That, that makes complete sense. So are they, but again, so you, you, you've done the videos, but are the videos being disseminated through again, through the corporate channels or are the executives themselves also disseminating them through their personal, like LinkedIn and, and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, we just had an executive put up an article and LinkedIn article. And we are then going to uh, actually share that from our corporate handle. handle. So let's dig, let's dig into that because that yeah. is yeah, I'm, I'm for the vast majority of companies that is always a challenge. How the heck do you get these busy executives to go and either write something or even heck, even if you ghostwrite it for them, how do you get them to actually go and post it? Because I don't know, I'm going to make this up. It's not a real stat, but 99 <laughs> percent of them are not actually using Link LinkedIn. They're not even on social. They're barely well. Maybe Jonas has some stats on that specifically. I don't have I don't have stats, but I will tell you this, you know, those executives, they are busy, as you as we all know. But what I've told them, and this is a part of my strategy as well, I put in there I had an, an executive strategy within our social media overall strategy. And what I wanted them to do is focus on one, only one platform. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about, you know, multiple platforms. Focus on only one platform that you are most vocal on. And you can be, you know, be heard. Uh, and, and for the most part, I would say 100 percent are on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Our company yeah. isn't, you know, our executives don't really do much on Twitter, and it's okay. Uh, they don't have to be there right now. Eventually, they may want to get there, but right now, it's fine. Uh, LinkedIn is where they are, so that's where we will, you know, take the uh, the information, and that's what we've done. We just focus on one one channel. So yeah, if, if we, I want to dig in that. Uh, Dig into that some more in terms okay. of. Um, I want to dig into it too, Mike. So give me some <laughs> give me some time to get in here. <laughs> okay, well you you can go first then. I, I can go first because this is very this is like speaking my language. You know, I worked at a two, so two big corporate offices here in the Twin Cities uh-huh. um, with with you know Fortune five hundred Fortune one hundred companies. Okay, and same thing. You know, executives are busy. They don't want to spend time on LinkedIn. They don't. Right. They don't. They they either they don't want to or they don't know how, and they don't want to admit that they don't know how. Right. So one of the, did you face the challenge of having to train executives? Like, was that oh, something oh. that that you had to do? And kind of how did you get around that that pain point? Absolutely. Like I said, when I, when I first came in, that was part of my, my social strategy, my overhaul. I took about a month and put together this, this huge strategy for the overall uh, cadence uh, campaign, the cadence uh, social media strategy. And that was executives. That was, um, you know, different uh, product products that we use, different protocols, 5G, AI, um, machine learning, uh, aerospace and defense, automotive. 
um, really just looking at, okay, what products do we have in these spaces? Who's the most knowledgeable of these products in these spaces? How can we get them to write a blog, to do a video or, you know, so that was just basically uh, me. So, so let's take an example. Like, I don't know if you have a specific one in mind, but like, how, how did you go about getting whatever, say the, I don't know if the CEO has done anything, but let, who, who are well, the highest yeah. level executives? The highest level, I would say VP um, phone call, believe it or not. You call them up and say, hey, we're doing this thing. We need you to write an article on XYZ or how to talk us through the process. Like, well, because obviously this needs to be scaled across yeah. whatever, 15, 20 executives so, across a bunch of content. Right. I work on the PR team. So the PR and the social team is, is kind of like in one. And what we do is we have these meetings. We have these weekly meetings and we talk about, okay, how can we get executive thought leadership out there? Mm -hmm. executive, executive thought leadership is our number one social media like strategy, period. Executive thought leadership, whether yeah. it's a whether it's a blog, a video, or just an image in their quotes, you know, like <laughs> because they have they have such a you know, like a huge following, or you know, they've been in this space for twenty something years, so they got like all these connects, right? And people look up to them, so uh, we got to use that, use that to our, our advantage. Like Mike said, sometimes a post coming from their channels is more effective than it coming from the corporate channel, you know? Ab absolutely. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, Jonas, are there other executives or uh, maybe not even related, you know, not necessarily competitors to Cadence, but but just other B2B marketing leaders um, or executives on LinkedIn that you're like, wow, these this company or this this group of people, they're doing they're killing it. Like, do you, did you have a role model in mind when you were working with your execs? Not necessarily a role model. I don't know. I don't know if you've been on Twitter lately, but there's this thing called marketing Twitter. It came out of the woodworks during 2020. <laughs> and, um, because, you know, typically you would go to you know, like conferences, right? But you can't go that. So marketing Twitter became like this online conference, this online like, like community. And okay. it's, it's where people are sharing all types of information. It's, I'm like, man, this stuff is free. You know, <laughs> it's right there on Twitter, you know, and um, like I came to part of it, I would say towards the end of last year. And I just, you know, been meeting with so many different um, professionals in the marketing space and they're sharing things left and right, man. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So is it is it a specific Twitter handle or no. is it what is it exactly? So, so it started off with this hashtag marketing Twitter. Then it kind of blew up. But then now marketing Twitter got tired of using the hashtag because when it when it blew up the initial time, like everybody was just following everyone. We were just following everyone, right? And now we don't really use the hashtag marketing Twitter. And a lot of people have actually muted those words. Oh. <laughs> because it kind of like went beyond what we actually planned it to be. That's what we are. We're just on Twitter and we all follow each other now. So we all are, you know, sharing different different things that work for us different things that did not work for us and and that's really where where we are getting a lot of our information as you know youtube is also another great source of information yeah think, absolutely absolutely yeah, I, think, I think elon musk said he his kids uses like learn from youtube and and, and github or something like that he said. i think all our kids are learning on youtube these yeah. days, right <laughs> Right. <laughs> we have a five-year-old and I think that's her primary source of education. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. Exactly. Right. 
<laughs> well, um, we know that there are some things that you can and can't say. So we know you, you have to be delicate in terms of some of the numbers that came out of this campaign. So we won't ask you that question. Yes. But I want to I want to know in terms of the success, you know, what was the internal reaction to the campaign? Is it still ongoing? And what has been the feedback both internally from your internal stakeholders, as well as from current and hopefully prospective clients that have been brought through the door from this campaign? Can you share right. at least anecdotally some in, some feedback on the campaign? Yeah, I have some initial feedback, even like from, from executives. Uh, one, the executives, they believe it or not, enjoyed doing what they were doing, you know, enjoyed like uh, teaching. And I, I guess they felt like it was a way of, um, you know, doing it for the company, but also, you know, getting out of their shell and, and being more vocal in, in that space. Um, and they also um, spoken spoke to me and said that they were really proud of the work that that w- that was put into the campaign and put into it. You know, from a from external external uh, point of view, uh, internally internally, I would say, like I said, when I came in and I did the toilet revamp, they've told me that the social media program looks like a total 360 than it was before. When I, when I first joined Cadence, I told them like three things that I want to do. I told them I was going to be consistent. I was going to be social and I want to humanize our social media because before I got there, it was just all these pictures of, you know, circuit boards and PCB boards and, you know, all this and all that just from a technical standpoint. And a lot of times people don't understand what they're seeing, even though they may be, maybe at another business buying these things. A lot of times they don't know what it looks like sometimes, you know? Uh, so what I say, let's put the people who are in charge of these products mm-hmm. in there as opposed mm-hmm. to just the, the image of the products. And as soon as we did that, we just immediately, I'm talking about, I, I, I kid you not, immediately saw our engagement like shoot through the roof. Because our engagement, when I got there, the, like the baseline for LinkedIn, our baseline for engagement was 0.5%. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's our wow. baseline. But as soon as I got there, we took it up to literally 2%. And now we average around... I would say 2.5% of engagement on LinkedIn. That's fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. And it's, it's all like, as you know, social media is people. It's people. You got to be social. Well, and at the yeah, end of the day. Just to give everybody a, a sense of scale too. So, I mean, Cadence, I'm, I'm looking at LinkedIn here. I mean, it looks like it's you know, almost 8,000 employees and you've got 100 and almost 82,000 followers on LinkedIn. So the reach is fairly large. But if you're saying, Hey, our, our engagement was, what did you say, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.05? What was it? Well, well, like our our engagement baseline was 0. 0.5. Yeah. 0.5%. And we had about, I would say, 120. We had less than 120 followers when I when I started. And now we're we're approaching 200,000 now. There we go. So we got... So, uh, so say say that say those numbers again. 1,200 followers, and now it's bumped up to 200,000? When I started, we had about, I would say, 120,000 or so followers when I started there. Okay. But now we are at 180, a little bit over 180, and I sh- we should hit 200 here in the next, next few months. And that's just on LinkedIn. That's about a 50% increase over... Uh, yeah. You know, over, over 12 exactly. months. Over 12 months. 12 exactly. months. That's, well, that's phenomenal. Um, and it's clearly a testament to... <clears throat> Those three things that you said, you said consistency, consistency being, social, being social, and humanizing the brand. Humanizing the brand. Exactly. Those are three brilliant and beautiful statements, and, and that, that seems to capture what you really tried to do, and, and the results speak for themselves. An yes. incre- a significant increase in engagement and a 50% increase in your followers on LinkedIn. 
you've you've showed us the proof. Now we have to get to the we have <laughs> we, we to get, get to, to the, the point. point. Exactly. We got to get how to can, the point. Go ahead, Mike. How can you know if somebody? There's lots of companies out there, lots of executives that know what they're talking about. But as we talked about, most of them don't do it. So if somebody, if there's somebody else in your position or, you know, director of marketing or something like that, that yeah. wants to put out a executive thought leadership campaign to really drive up social engagement, et cetera, right. what do they need to do? What's like the, tactically, what does that look like? Um, well, first they should show them the proof, show them that it, that it actually works. Show them that in, in, in B2B marketing, B2B social media, the most important person for your campaign is going to be your executives. So let show them that proof. You know, as you know, executives, they like to see proof before you, you, you know, you go do something. So show them that. And then after you show them, you say, hey, this is going to be good for you, your brand and also the brand of the company. So it's a win win situation. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit, you know, again, getting to the point for others in, in a similar position as you. Mm -hmm. What were some of the tools that you used in terms of creating content? How did you go about doing that? Did you have a content partner? Is everything created in-house? Kind of give us some of the, the tips and tricks that you that you use to get uh, the campaign off the ground. Yeah, I think it took a lot of like uh, just research on my part research researching what what other people are doing in the b2b space um if i saw a video i would you know save that link and just go back and look at it later uh if i saw you know an image or a graphic or just or, or a gif is it gif or gif i'm not sure gif yeah, yeah <laughs> it's uh, a hard g yeah right <laughs> um if i saw an animation that i liked uh like i just you know all these different things and i would just have this like this this huge photo on my on my desktop Believe it or not, I just got this huge photo of just like creative ideas uh, from what I've seen that I like. And even it, it, it may not have been in, in B2B space. So I I've taken some stuff from consumer consumer space in yeah. the way like product placement, like all these different things. I think when um, when you think about it, for me, coming from entertainment to, you know, B2B social media, I have this thing that I kind of that I say a lot. I say I want to make B2B social media sexy. So that's why, and that's what I do, man. I just like to really like just to think outside the box uh, because at the end of the day, like when, you, when if you're selling to a, another business, uh, that still is a person behind that. Behind Absolutely. That Absolutely. So you got to make it, make it uh, personal. So it sounds like if I'm reading between the lines, one of the tools that you did in terms of your research was to create a visual board, right? Some sort of. Exactly. A visual board. And that helped you to sell it to your exec team, would you say? Yep, I, I took that to my exec team, to my uh, internal team here in the PR and social media team, and then we took it also to the uh, internal creative team. We do all of our creative in-house, okay, uh, for the most part. Um, and now, were you writing all the content, or do you have a, a writing team? So I write I, as far as like social media. I do all social media content, um, like blogs. I write some blogs, but for the most part, uh, I work with my PR team, and we would ghost write. For you know, um, for some of our executives, or then they were either they were right, and then we would just you know go back and edit those type of things. So it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. That part is pretty standard. Pretty straightforward. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, were there any other tools that you would recommend? You know, obviously, you know, in your case, we're talking about a a, a large corporation, um, you know, multinational, international company. So you probably have access to some really high powered tools. What were some of the social media tools or platforms that you were using? Yeah, we use uh, Adobe Analytics. We use Google Analytics. Um, 
and the reason the reason we use those is because uh, social listening, uh, social listening is really important. Um, like uh, like I talked you know talked to you and Mike about before uh, when I did the audit, I, I was able to use those social listening tools to to see what you know what's been said about Cadence. You know where are we at? You know from a share voice. You know in these different verticals, which is five G, AI, uh, aerospace and defense, aerospace and defense and automotive. Um, and yeah, so that's, that was basically it. Just, just uh, doing that. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Jonas, you have showed us the proof and you've, you've gotten us to the point. So thank you so much. Now we're going to go to our lightning round. Mike, do you want to okay. take us through the lightning round? Nice. So question number one, what's the main KPI you use to evaluate marketing success? Uh, engagement rate. What's a new marketing strategy or tactic that you're looking forward to testing out this year? Short video form. What's a tool or platform you use in your work that you couldn't live without? Sprout Social. Who is your greatest musical influence? Musical influence, uh, I would say Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, okay, okay. I thought you were going to tell me like, because um, listening to your music, I was really picking up, you know, um, uh, Marvin Gaye. I was picking up. Uh, I mean, Mar Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke are my favorite. Okay. Okay. I was going to say Marvin Gaye, but. Oh, okay. So I'm right on the money there. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what's your favorite podcast? Proof point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Besides... We, we may need to change these questions every yeah. single time. People... <laughs> they always say that. <laughs> every, yeah, everybody goes it. for the flattery right away. But that's yeah. okay. Which is oh. funny, but it, it, I think it's going to stop being funny after it's, you know, 15 times in a row. <laughs> 15 times, yeah. Who's your favorite contemporary musician or artist? Uh, Usher. Usher. Oh, okay. Like that. Like that. When I had a record uh, deal, I opened for him. Wow. That's I, awesome. I had a record deal at the age of 15 and, and um, my, my band, I was in a boy band. Yes, I was in a boy band. And nice. We, we opened for Usher in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> that's awesome. What an amazing experience. Now, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. So do you have a favorite business or marketing book? I wouldn't say if it's a business or marketing book, but I, have, I do have this book here. Uh, it's called uh, The Journey is the Reward. It's mm -hmm. by uh, Steve Jobs. And uh, the reason I, why I like that book is because that is kind of like this, like my, my, my slogan that I live by for my life is the journey is the reward. Um, you know, so, you know, you go through life. I'm from a, a small, small family of 10. My mama had 10 kids uh, I'm from Mississippi. And I grew up, you know, with uh, very, very humble beginnings. Uh, my father passed away before I was born. I was lower. He, he passed away a month before I was born, actually. Wow. So my, my mom wow. was pregnant with me, and then uh, he passed away. I was born the next month. But but I, I think about all these different things that, that I've gone through in my life and, and to where I, am, where I am now. But the most important aspect of all of that is the journey, like the journey mm -hmm. from, from starting where I am, where I started to where I am now, and then who knows where I'd be, you know, five, 10 years from now. So just really being lost in the moment, understanding that the journey is the reward, not the outcome, but the overall journey. That's awesome. And, and so you, not only are you a multi-hyphenate singer, actor, you're also an inspirational speaker too. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the resume. Yeah. Add that to the resume. Um, all right. Last question here. Right. Who is your favorite or just a B2B marketing expert that you admire on LinkedIn? I mean, it's, a, it's a few. I know. Or Twitter. 
since you're into the yeah whole, you're uh, on twitter, twitter, twitter too marketing yeah. thing. like i don't really like have like like a person per se because a lot of times i don't really like no names and i don't really like just follow people in that sense i'm all along the lines follow the content okay if that makes sense Sure, sure. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Well, Jonas, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you yeah. for sharing your um, your case study and kind of wh what you've done with Cadence mm -hmm. coming into the company in 2019 and really revamping total 180 of their social media. And yes. um, the results um, have been pretty significant. And, and, and what's exciting, which you shared with us, is that now you're taking all the learnings from this campaign and you're going to be turning that into interactive videos yes. with each of the department heads at your company and the executives, which is which is great. So we will look forward to seeing your success on LinkedIn and Twitter. So tell us, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Jonas Street. I'm on Twitter, at Jonas underscore Street. Um, the same across um, Instagram as well. And if people want to hear more of your music, where should they go? Uh, you can go to my SoundCloud, uh, which is Jonas Street. Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud. And I do have new music that I am going to be working on here and releasing hopefully uh, this year or next year. That is phenomenal. I'm going to definitely be looking forward to that. So B2B marketer, ladies and gentlemen, actor, singer, songwriter, releasing an album, and he's a father of three and two of which are twins. So you are a busy fellow. Thank you for taking the time to join us on the podcast. And this broadcast is brought to you by Proofpoint Marketing. We believe marketing means nothing if it doesn't help you achieve stronger business outcomes. And here at Proofpoint, we like to say that the proof is in the pudding. If you're in need of some sweet, sweet digital marketing pudding, then it's time to partner with a high-performing team of marketers who don't just tout tactics, but proof them. And until next time, we look forward to having you uh, again with us at some point in the future. Yes, I really look forward to it. And this has been quite fun, Gabby and Mike. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Show Me the Proof, Get to the Point podcast. Join us weekly for new episodes and seriously smart B2B marketing success stories. We'll show you the proof and get to the point every time. Find additional resources on the Proofpoint website, www.proofpoint.marketing, including the full episode library with show notes, guides, templates, and more great resources. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.